You know how it starts like bum 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 bum, and then the the beat drops more. Oh my muchkale muchkale! Make a funny. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Nadeev. Welcome to my podcast. Okay, welcome to another episode of my podcast, Jokes Aside. My name is Nadeev Malcho. For those of you that are just tuning in, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the pilot episode. Today, I'm going to be talking with my three older brothers. Uh, for those of you that know me, I grew up in a big household with two Israeli parents and three fantastic brothers. We're going to get into that conversation in a second. I usually start my podcast with a two-minute, cold, open, sort of an open mic style stand-up comedy show. Why? Because in LA, that's the amount of time they gave me the first time I stood on the Laugh Factory stage. So, here we go. All right. Give it up for Nadeem, everybody. All right. Give it up for Justin, our host. He's amazing. Doing a kick-ass job. I like that we're so full. There's uh, audience members sitting where the comedians are, and some lady's so drunk already. I just was standing next to her. She's like, "You did such a good job." I'm like, "I didn't. I didn't go up yet." <laughs> but hopefully, you can say the exact same thing when I come back that way. Um, my name's Nadeev. I'm from Vienna, so I had to take a COVID test before I got here. Um, and uh, have you guys taken tests before, like Corona tests? You guys all did one of those, or some of you? Quite uncomfortable. And so this doctor, I didn't even think much of it. I just went in there and uh, I just wanted, I thought it was a quick, quick, quick thing, you know? And he takes a fucking like a sword, kind of a jab stick, whatever you call it. And he shoves it so deep up into my nose. I mean, I can't even, first of all, look at my nose. There's so much space there, you know? <laughs> I was like, can't just like swipe a little bit, like touch the, touch the front of it. And he is literally like, he's having a great time too. He was like shoving like a fucking, like a fencing sword into my brain. I was like, ah, like a, and then by the way, he took the same thing and jabbed, jabbed it down my mouth, um, <laughs> which was weird, salty, um, a lot of emotions. I laughed, I cried. <laughs> It's kind of like when you throw up, you know, you're like, <laughs> what's happening? Um, and, uh, and yeah, he really like, he was like fingering my inside of my, my belly. It was like, I was like a dinosaur. Just, my mouth was so wide open. I'll never do that sound again, for sure. It scared me a little bit. Um, I was also surprised to find out that I have absolutely no gag reflex whatsoever. <laughs> First 30 seconds, he was just like, and I'm like, are you in? Are you in? That was quite a sad... Uh, <laughs> I left there with some deep thoughts. I'm like, can I use that for something, though? What can I use that for? Um, so, also... <laughs> he loved it, by the way, too. He, like, took his mask... He's a professional doctor. He took his own mask off. He's like, by the way, you don't have a gag reflex. It's on, you know, it's on the record. I'm like, thanks. You can hang out after this. Um... You want to. Uh, also, I I have a theory. Like, if you go that deep down into my throat, you'll find something in there. Okay, if you want to find COVID, you'll find it up there. Okay, you go deep enough, you'll find anything. It's like when someone takes your phone and starts scrolling until like 2014. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. All right, you guys have been great. Thank you so much. My name is Denise.
Hey, keep it going from the deep, y'all. Keep it going from the deep. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so we're going to welcome all three brothers. To my left, I have Mr. Elon Malkhan. Hello. Hi, guys. Recognize the voice because we all kind of sound the same, so it might blend into one. Uh, then Elior in front of me. Hello. Happy to be here. And Nuriel to my right. Hello. And he's the oldest and his voice is... It's, changes. <laughs> changes. Changes drastically. You also, we should tell them, um, whenever you start speaking, they should like lower the volume because you have a... <coughs> kind of a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. it happens. <laughs> it's um, and I don't want to have this too organized. We have so much to talk about. We're going to definitely do a part one, part two, part three. Um, I would say we just start talking and audiences are probably interested in how we grew up and the obvious factor that you three work together and you all have different positions in, in the family business, in the company. I'm doing something else, but we all sort of at times work together when I do the video productions for your for the restaurants. So how should we start? You guys all work together at Nanny. Nanny started, what, 10 years ago now? Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll step in first. And yes, Nanny started 10 years ago. And for those who don't know what Nanny is, it's a family-run restaurant. And Nanny stands for the four brothers. So it's our initials, N-E-N-I, for Nuriel, Elior, Nadeev, and Elon. We started together with our mom about 11 years ago by now, complete passion project. We all come from different fields. We all have our different interests, but have grown all this together into a business that has now expanded um, over all of Europe. And at this point, I will also pass it on to Elon, who is the CEO of our company, who can maybe tell you another fun fact about this cool company. Um, yeah, no, as Nuriel said, it's, it's a family business. Um, it's restaurants and we also have a production we produce for supermarkets started off um, in austria for schwab which is one of the biggest supermarket chains um yeah we sell hummus different dips fresh salads um and that also then expanded into germany switzerland so it's super exciting um i think none of us really had a plan to expand like this it really came from a place of passion um in the beginning i remember everybody just doing everything um, everybody was cooking, everybody was waiting tables. We did a lot of mistakes, but the main thing is that we just did everything with a lot of joy. And I think for us, the important thing was like the guest needs to leave our restaurant with a smile on his face. What happens in the restaurant until then is uh, not so great. <laughs> no, so um, yeah, happy to be here. So you, and then I'll let Elio talk, but you, when it first started, I guess it was, I remember this moment because I was studying in New York at the time, studying acting. I came back home and in the, we all sat in the garden and Haya, our mom, uh, and all of you guys had a conversation. Elon, I think you were still in England at the time doing your final year at uni. Um, and then she sort of had this idea if she really wants to finally kickstart her career. She was roughly 50 years old at the time. She wanted to do it with you two, Elior and Nuriel. Um, and I remember the moment it first started and also how quickly you guys just agreed to help her with this passion project, but then how hilariously, um, yeah, like Elon said, how many mistakes were made? Like when you guys were waitering, there's so many funny stories. I mean, you also started it at an age where you were like just got out of university and just were like still exploring yourselves and, 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 still wanted to have the life of like a hard worker, but still wanted to go out and have a social life. And I think those two things meddled in when you started hiring 
only friends that work for the company at the beginning. <laughs> I remember just one funny story that has something to do with Elio, and I'll give it to him as well. So as Elon said, we used to just switch positions and we used to all for a week do the finances and then do the work in service and in the kitchen, everything. And I remember it was like two weeks or so and Elio was in charge of the finances and companies were calling us and saying like, you guys haven't been paying any of your bills. So I'm like, Elio, have you um, been putting the money into the bank? And he's like, no, I, I thought we just do this like, you know, like once a month or like every once in a while. I'm like, no, you actually, <laughs> you actually do this daily. And then he's like, no, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Let's just go to the bank together. I'll, I'll bring it. And I'm like, okay. So we show up at the bank. Again, we are at this point, a 22-year-old sweaty guy in the tank top with a weird haircut being me. Then Elior, who just looks like he woke up and it's just 12 o'clock. <laughs> eyes, And we show up to the bank with a old sneaker shoebox which had i believe around 150 200,000 euros in it just unmarked and they literally thought that we had stolen this money or that we were they're like they instantly closed the box and like, what is this <laughs> what do you guys take this from and we're like no 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 we actually work in the restaurant on the street and they're like well this is you have to i don't even know what it was to say like you don't bring money like this in a shoebox you sort the bills like by tenors by 20s by 50s you have them all facing the same way so our machines can read them. Literally, this was like a duffel bag that had been stolen from somewhere. And that was I one of our first story. business experiences. It was so dodgy. And Elliot was like to the bank, he's like, but our mother always said, like, learning by doing. Learning, learning by, by doing. By the way, just so you get the dynamic of how we're sitting here, I see Elon, the CEO to my left, his eyes are glowing. He's like, should we say that right now? No. <laughs> but Elliot, how was it for you at the time to also just without a plan just to jump in and right after university basically say, because you, you did event management and to say, oh, we're just opening up a restaurant and we, we don't have experience. We're just going to see how it goes. How was that yeah. for you? I, I mean, um, we all kind of just, you know, jumped into cold water. We really had no clue what we were doing in the beginning. Yeah, like Neural said, we just, uh, we did a lot of mistakes in the beginning. So you're really hiring only friends, you know, we're all, uh, we just finished school. We were just out of university. A lot of friends who were looking for jobs, you know, while they were studying. And yeah, it just happened. I think that I don't know how many occasions there were where I went to the kitchen and I asked our kitchen chef, um, table five has been waiting now for over half an hour for the starters. I just wanted to um, make sure that everything's okay. The kitchen chef looks at me throws the plate on the wall, <laughs> is sweating, is yelling at me. You guys can't have all the orders come in at the same time. So then I go to my friends who are the, the waiters and waitresses and I, you know, I try to talk to them. They burst out in tears and start crying. Um, so just absolute Lost chaos. a lot of friends. Lost I, a lot of friends. I, I remember, Hannah, if you're listening to this, I remember a specific <laughs> scene with her crying. It's just too much. Her black mascara tears running down her face. She looked like for a Halloween costume. I'm like, get back out there. She like goes to the table. She's like, how can I help you today at Nani? <laughs> I also remember, oh, it's okay, go yeah, for it. There were just um, occasions where I really thought um, there's no choice. We were going to have to shut down the restaurant. We're going to have to go to every single customer, apologize and, you know, refund their money. Retreat. I, I, I think that... Um, you know, all these things made us way stronger, you know, like what uh, doesn't kill, that doesn't kill you makes it stronger. And I think that because we made so many mistakes in the beginning, we were forced to really get our act together and really learn how to build up systems. And, but it's been a crazy ride. Yeah. And I think that one of the reasons why it's so 
it, it makes it easier to sit here and laugh about it and talk about it is because of where you guys are now. And because there's, I mean, in a way as an outsider, um, you know, me and, and our dad, we're the only ones that don't uh, directly work for the restaurants. And it's so nice to see it from a different perspective. You're all perfectionists in your own respect, but at the same time, um, and I guess Elon, like when you came in, you, you, one of the initial thoughts that you had was like, I, there's so much passion in this restaurant. There's so much, um, going for us, but we need to also have an order and we need to have a bit more of a system, um, in order. And, and I think that as much as you guys welcome mistakes, it's amazing how you are able to deal with them now at this point with all your experience. Yeah, for sure. I think it's also like super important to not only work with, with system and you get bigger. It goes two ways. You're small, it's passion, you're super creative, you can allow yourself many mistakes. Um, you're just sort of like in that honeymoon phase of opening something and everything's possible. And the bigger you get, obviously, the more responsibility you have. You have more employees, you have higher budgets, higher investments. And that growth is also not possible if you don't sort of strategize and have a structure internally. Um, because without structure, you also can't leave space for creativity. Mm -hmm. So I say like build structure in order to be creative, in order to be flexible. But don't forget that that creative part and that balagan we call sympathetic chaos that is in our company, that can never go away. Like, because that is what makes us authentic. That is what makes Nanny Nanny. And I think also what all of our guests love about it. Um, so it's really like patchwork in a way. Um, I think it was also a huge learning curve and is still a massive learning curve for us to work together as a family. Because on the one hand, all of us brothers are so close. We're all one and a half years to two years apart. Um, and then you sort of like get into this business world and you're working together the whole time. And sometimes you really lose touch of like the difference between partner and brother or, or, or partner and mother and son. And it's uh, also for us, we just now did a big workshop with a psychologist, which was really interesting for us to also talk about our own strengths and our own weaknesses um, and talk about each other and how we work together and see each other. So everything is educational and everything is a learning curve. And the, the, it's super exciting because I think the more we go forward, the more we get to like learn about each other and about the business. And it's really nice to have that responsibility, I think. Or I think it's really cool mm -hmm. to be like, wow, we have the whole group has over 500 employees. Like we're responsible wow. for so many people who all identify with many, which at the end of the day is family. Exactly. And it's, there's so many, I mean, there's so many things to talk about here. I, it's, it's on the one hand, I wanted to go into, you know, cause I was studying in uh, New York. Every time I came back, you guys like did something new, a, a new project, another restaurant. It's sort of, it started, maybe it wasn't as fast the first two years, three years, but I do remember I, I knew everything about Nanny. I knew every location of every restaurant or where you guys were planning on opening another ones or once the supermarket stuff happened, what salads or what, what vegetarian spread you guys had in the, on the shelves. But at some point I just lost track because so much was happening. I mean, now I don't know how many restaurants you have, 10, 11, it's growing. Um, and, and you're now not only in the supermarkets in Austria, but in Germany and Switzerland partly. Do you think that, so the one thing I want to ask you is, can you grow too quickly, too soon, even if there's opportunities to grow and expand? Do you, that's the one thing I'm going to ask you guys about is if, if, if there can be too much. And the other thing is exactly like uh, working with, we said, you know, at the beginning you hired friends and, but how is it working as a family, as brothers and where does work uh, meet 
I guess, um, personal stuff, you know, because we all know each other our whole lives. And on the one hand, I'm sure that's a huge advantage because we know each other so well. On the other hand, it's like, how do you still maintain a work relationship and the respect you need for your certain positions, but also where you can cross the line and say, listen, as brothers, we need to, you know, like we can talk so openly. We don't have to worry that we're crossing any boundaries as if it's like a managerial position versus a CEO position or whatever, you know, those are the two things I think would be interesting to people. So maybe we go into talking about expansion Can you grow too quickly. Yeah. So I think that can definitely grow too quickly. I think that we were very fortunate from the very beginning that um, our dad already had a name in Austria and in Germany. What does he do again? No one really knows. <laughs> no one really knows. <laughs> so our dad, for everyone who doesn't know, um, was a... watch seller. <laughs> <laughs> he was a pantomime and he had his career all around the world, but mainly also in, in German-speaking countries. So our dad's name was already known. And so when we opened the restaurant, you know, the whole, all the press wrote about us. And it was in the beginning, Sami Malho's wife and sons are opening a restaurant where now everyone's talking about our mom. It's like, ah, isn't, didn't, wasn't she married to that pantomime? So um, how these things change. But basically from the beginning, yeah. we already got attention. And I think that we had an amazing start. I think that the, the concept that people loved and, and, you know, took to heart from the beginning. And that opened a lot of opportunities. So very, very quickly, a lot of people came to us for um, different synergies and um, um, having different partnerships. And, and then every single year, without planning or without strategizing, how Elon mentioned before, we just took on a lot because we didn't want to miss out on anything. Mm -hmm. We thought, you know, all these opportunities that are coming our way. And sorry, just let me... And, yeah. then, and I think that um, at some point... We realized because we then took too much on our shoulders and then we had, you know, different projects that weren't working out. We realized, you know, we didn't have enough time um, for each project. And, and then we really had to take a step back and really look at, okay, we need to strategize and we need to now um, decide how quickly we want to grow. And, you know, it needs to be organic. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's a beautiful quote that goes hand in hand with that. And it's uh, success is where opportunity meets preparation. Mm -hmm. And it's all about being open to opportunity and sometimes taking the leap of faith, even though you're not 100% ready for it, but you're prepared for the challenges and you have sort of the ground foundation to actually make this work. If you're just saying yes to everything, it'll very quickly fall apart. But uh, we were fortunate to say yes to the right things and no to the right things. And the key is just to not always go with the safe choice. You have to take bigger leaps every once in a while for that type of growth, but you have to be prepared and, um, yeah. and when to cut your losses, right? Because you had certain projects that you did say yes to that and then ultimately didn't work out like this. Yeah, of course. I think, yeah, I think you're also going to make mistakes and I think a, a successful company, a successful relationship, whatever it is, is not about not making mistakes. It's about how do you deal with mistakes? Do you linger? Do you, how much energy do you give a mistake For the cause of it and how much energy to give like okay that's the mistake was made what's the next step mm -hmm. we need to make changes we need to make this change is always scary because no one really likes change but change is so important in growth um so yeah that's how we that's yeah, how we and, and that's it. something actually that that's such a big topic in my life right now it's a with everything that's going on in the world in my industry but also just generally it's everyone 
on the one hand, people are afraid to make mistakes. And, and also, I feel like sometimes I get the feeling that the expectation from someone who's not in your position, an outside viewer, has this expectation of you have to have a perfect score. You have to be perfect. You're not allowed to make mistakes. You have to have a clean sort of like record, you know, and I think it's, it's, we grew up and, and that anyway goes into, um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to how it is working as, as brothers and stuff, but it's, it's, we grew up with our parents teaching us that we not only are allowed to make mistakes, but we should make mistakes because how else are you going to learn about yourself? How else are you going to learn what the next step in your business is if you're just sitting there and trying to come up with the perfect execution? Sometimes you don't know what that is until you do it. Maybe you wouldn't even have started the restaurant if you would have been overly prepared or experienced because you guys didn't have that experience. You know, I think what the most important thing, though, is it, like Elon said, it's not about if you make a mistake, what can you make out of that? Right. How do you go forward? How do you grow from something that didn't work out and take that as education? You also mentioned education before. Just continue moving forward with a better understanding of things. I think now is also like the perfect time to even talk about this because we're obviously in a pandemic and there are so many question marks. I mean, also for us, we have a lot of open projects. We have big investments. Um, we don't know how next year, how, the end of this year, we can maybe estimate how's winter going to be, how's next year going to be. So it's again, this thing, like it's at risk. You don't exactly know you're going to do it. Will we make mistakes? Maybe. Will we get out of the mistakes? Most probably yes, because we're strong as a family and we're forward thinking and we're creative and innovation should never stand still. You should never stop innovating because innovation is always growth, even in the hardest time. And one more thing that I wanted to say as well is that I think, yes, change, super important and, and making mistakes and growing from them. But also like this whole topic of like values, like what are your values? And I also was listening to a podcast the other day, which was like, how many people say, oh, these are my inner values. But then if you look at like what they spend time on and how that correlates with what, with what they say are their core values, that does not go hand in hand. Like my values are family, yet I spend 80% of my time on Instagram and 5% of my time with my family. And I think also personal growth, but also in a company, I think growing fast is absolutely a possibility. But it's like, are you staying true to your values? Mm -hmm. And if you're staying true to your values while you grow, then I think it's all good. And reminding yourself what those values are, because it's yeah. natural to slip away at times, but it's like getting, I think that's so important and is actually exactly what I do as a stand-up comedian. You can go, you can derail a certain way, you can get off track, but it's important to find your path again, you know, to whatever happens on the sidelines is like bringing it back to yeah. that purpose, those values, those things. And but why do you think people are so scared to make mistakes? I feel like it's probably all over the world, but we grew up in Austria and generally in the German speaking world, there's so much law and order i think that people are so afraid i don't know of failure maybe they're scared to fail austrians never make mistakes that's true <laughs> <laughs> they're perfect perfect especially around 1940s there were some, uh, some little, little hoopalas <laughs> you know what you know that time has never happened it's like if you look at a history book it's like jumps right? deny 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 i'm like <laughs> surprise, either someone surprise, surprise, masturbated surprise. into these pages or they're stuck together for another reason. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but it's also like uh yeah Come austria on. austria yeah actually never had like this whole um like germany at least it was like the whole generation which is like we carry the 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 past and the guilt and this with us yeah yeah austria i'm like 
oh, 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 I'm sorry, it just never happened in Austria? <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm like, should I feel safe as a Jewish person now? <laughs> <laughs> I remember talking to my parents when I was like 12. They're like, yeah, and this is our history. I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's, uh, you're from an older generation. And that never happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't learn it in school. <laughs> um, <laughs> dark, dark joke. Anyway, where <laughs> were we? Where, where, where were we? You asked, I think, why people are afraid of mistakes of or to mistakes. fail. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think it already starts in school. Mm-hmm. I think that um, we kind of don't get rewarded for questions in class. You know, so people kind of you know they're scared to raise their hand to ask questions you know, being ridiculed, you know, so it's already from a young age, you know, you're already scared of, you know, doing something wrong. And I think it's, um, you know, we live in a world where we just, we're constantly um, being projected fear, you know, if it's from the media, if it's from the polit- from politics, if it's from the shows we watch, you know, home we just, as well, parents often from, from at home, it can start, you know, we, we tend to be drawn to negativity. And, um, you know, we just continuously seeing and it's and it's overthinking. It's, you know, I think no matter you have to be prepared, you need to also be able to strategize. But any project I can guarantee, no matter what somebody wants to do, if you give it enough time to think about it. You will find reasons for it to go wrong. And so yes. you did not overthink things to like be like, OK, I'm not just going to go blindly into it. But if you have, you know, uh, if you have a passion and you want to achieve something, then you need to take some leaps, also like Neuro said, you know, just... You know. 100%. I, I agree with that completely because it's also following your, your instinct, right? Or your intuition. Because like the last movie I wanted to do, I worked on it for four years. And, and then ultimately I just shelved it because I said, um, it's not the right time to do it, which at the time was the good thing to do at that point because it was just, it was too far away from, from my, my life as an artist. It, it wasn't parallel anymore to the stories I wanted to tell. But a part of me, I mean, yes, everything I feel happens for a reason. If you really, if you have something and it, and you feel it in your stomach, you just have to go for it and, and you can fail, but it's, it's sometimes it's also important just to do it and, and then to learn. from it. And also I think it's important to be able to also like, let something go. Be like, oh, right. God, how often do you hear like, yeah, but I've invested so much time into it already. So I might as well. Like, yeah. even if it's like studying, like, oh, but I'm already two years in. I'm like, if you know that the time you're going to invest into it in the future is again that long or even more for something that you don't want to do right now or don't believe in, then, then forget the past. You need yeah. to be able to detach yourself from something and move forward. I think that's so important as well. Uh, and people like, yeah. all get offers after this podcast as motivational. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Um, that's the goal. No, I, I think that it's 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 and that that counts for everything in life, right? If it's a job, if it's a relationship, if it's but you know, I think people don't do it. And, and I've been, you know, at fault with this as well with like my project and stuff, because people are so scared. It gets, comes back to fear and negativity of a, what are people going to think on an, from the outside? You know, I worked so hard on this thing, but, and now suddenly what you give up, giving up it, just because you're moving forward and, and knowing when it's the right time to move on does not necessarily mean you're giving up. It means you're giving in to the next thing that is like more present in your life. You know? That's why I think people are so scared to, ad- in order to do that, you have to be really honest with yourself. You have to admit to yourself, mm-hmm. I've, I've done what I've needed to do now. It worked out or it didn't work out. I'm using this opportunity to move forward. And, and that's, yeah, super important. Just like you guys did with, I remember one of the first restaurants, the second Nenny in Vienna. You yeah, knew it was 
good when it happened, but it was the right time to focus on other things. I think that was a super good example of how not to do it because we actually kept it for too long and mm -hmm. we didn't stick to, again, values. Values goes hand in hand from the concept. Like, what is our value of like fresh food, quality, keeping the service quality? But we were like, oh, in the beginning, it didn't pick up the way we thought it would. And then we started like changing our concept to adapt the situation instead of being like no we stay true to our concept or improve it so the situation adapts to our concept and yeah that was like a huge learning curve for me because i was like yeah obviously after a while it didn't go well because we've just made so many changes to try and reduce everything to still make profit mm -hmm. at the end of the day that was the wrong choice but then we made the right choice again and realizing that selling it and moving on with what the first project we had berlin many berlin which was a huge door opener for the future for us um, when you sold the restaurant, did you put the money in a shoebox and bring it to the same bank? Yes, we did. <laughs> that was actually that day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like uh, um, this one of my favorite comedians, Sebastian Maniscalco. I just randomly reached out to him on Instagram once, and to my surprise, he did got back to me. Back. He, he wrote back. back. He wrote uh, back. And then I wrote too much, and now I'm too annoying. Now he's faded out. No, <laughs> um, no it, it was amazing. And I was supposed to open for another comedian who was really famous and had a completely different audience. Than, than my audience, you know? And I wrote him, listen, I need advice. I'm a big fan of yours. I'm opening for a very famous comedian. Do I just do what I think they want to see? Do I play only to her audience? Do I talk more about her? And he said, you go on that stage and you never write me again. No, I'm kidding. He said, you go on that stage <laughs> and you do exactly what you usually do. Yes, there's, you can have a certain sensibility to little tricks here and there, little moments where you know this specific audience will appreciate it more in that city. But ultimately, Stay true to yourself and your own um, jokes and values as a comedian and don't worry about her. If you create a good atmosphere, then, then she'll do well as well. And, and ultimately, you can't make everyone love you, right? You have to, at some point, your fan, that's why fans are sometimes like really true fans because they stick through it with you, through all the ups and downs, but they appreciate you because you stuck to your own style, your own values. And, and that, like Elon said, you can adapt those things, but as long as you still have those um, yeah, the, the, the like foundations that, yeah. that you keep reminding yourself, what are those, you know? And for me, it's a lot of penis jokes. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should also change the topic so that Nuriel can speak a little bit as well. Nuriel, how a no, Get your going. finger out of your nose. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, hot in the shop. This where the bullying comes in. Why don't you change the podcast name to Nadeev and his two brothers? <laughs> <laughs> okay, say, say, speak it. In between two brothers. If anyone out there is listening and is interested in a custom-made hat by Nomad Moderna, <laughs> <laughs> it's a commercial break. <laughs> we, make, we make custom hats fit to any type of style and face. Call us now on nomadmoderna.at. <laughs> also, Audrey, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> Shout out. I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> so th this is a good, I actually, it's a good segue. And I want you to talk about this because I wanted to ask, how is it working as brothers? You can talk a little bit about that and then to and take a lot it about further the and then about the hats because that's a big thing that i want to um let's say we have another 20 minutes here or something it's how do you um focus on the company and your role within the company but also you have you make the time to to work on you know just threw a plate at Nuriel, um but we're okay we're okay we're okay did it hurt 
So I think it's um, <laughs> <laughs> a bit sense how to find the time to go with your own passions too. Okay, so go. physical strength is very needed in situations where you get bullied by the younger ones. Elon may be CEO, but when me and Ayer hold him down and look at him in front of other <laughs> other business sit partners, his sit on his face, no. fart in my face. It's like, ain't no ain't CEO here, bitch. <laughs> if you get farted at, then that just shows your position in the company. Say <laughs> <laughs> what you want to the public. Bring the company to any See level you want. want to the public. When you get farted. When my anus opens in your direction and I release wind and the wind hits you. <laughs> then oldest brother is CEO. The farty is the CEO. <laughs> okay, what was the question? <laughs> so how is it working together? Brothers, I, I don't know brothers. if people are interested. You can also just talk about like um, passion projects and how you guys, because that's kind of also hand in hand with how we grew up, that we're able to do what we love to do. Exactly. I think um, what would be funny to share maybe also like fun facts with people maybe things that they didn't know about us because there's obviously information out there about us as uh, business partners and about our companies but maybe each of us sort of say and alior is gonna probably win this the weirdest passions that we have you know all of us are people that get into things super quick and just go for it and um 100 and, yeah. and so why don't we all just list a random passion we once had or still have and uh totally yeah, so why don't you, why don't we end on Starting LER? <laughs> why don't we end on, <laughs> end on LER? So, you know, what is your current passion? What do you? Uh, my current passion is leading people into, I'm joking, into an abyss. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> a dark spiral. Um, I do love, um, I love, I love movies. I love, love, love going to the cinema. Nadeem and I share this we passion. Do. Cinema I, Sundays. Yes. I do love, ooh, let's talk about movie Sundays. Also, yeah. just a little topic here, because this is a tradition that Nadeev and I and Ellie and a bunch of our friends have, and it is holy. Yeah. And, and last time, I remember watching a movie at my place. I opened my, ho my home. Your own home? A, what we thought might be a new member called Andre Privilato. <laughs> Didn't make the cut in the end. Did not make the cut. Well, when you watch a movie, the lights are dark. There, yes. there is no speaking during the movie. No heavy breathing. There's no heavy breathing. Food is ordered before the movie starts. Food is opened on the table before the movie starts. Yes. And if people, it's like nachos and popcorn, it's during the movie. It's during the don't movie. Don't finish it before Did and then murder someone. No, years no, later. no. Also, you don't take it home with you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you didn't eat stays on the table. It stays on the table. What, what, did, <laughs> what does Andre do? Movie goes out. He's like, Wait, 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 pause, pause, pause for a second. Like, pause. <laughs> He's like, I'm just gonna kind of go up one second. I just want to smoke a cigarette on the time. Like, smoke a cigarette on the belt. Yeah, smoking. You know what? This is this Hell is like no. the no. no, no, Elliot no. has it too with movies. You also have a tradition with movies. You now in 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 your relationship, you you've accepted that there are certain movies you're just gonna have to. I, you, as much as you know she would love it, you're just gonna have to watch it by yourself. I'm way more hardcore <laughs> than you guys. Than me, there's no one allowed to be. With me watching a movie, no human soul. My girlfriend has to stay in her bedroom while I watch my movies downstairs. It's, and it's, there's no nachos, either, no, and any no, no distractions. Yeah. Yeah, really, for you, there's no food. No food. It's no a, distractions. I, no people that sorry, but people that cinema, for example, people that don't get popcorn or nachos in the cinema are murderers. Oh yeah, yeah no, for oh, sure. They're psychopath murderers, and they've either killed or. So uh, my question is, Elliot, when are you going to kill someone? And you're ready to kind of know who? Or when I'm in cinema, I go, I go even beyond. You butter the popcorn. I have popcorn with natural cheese sauce. Ooh, okay, so I love that. Everyone best, who best, hasn't best, tried too. this or who thinks it's weird, I even have my own chopsticks with my name branded on them, which I take to the cinema so I can. 
pick out the popcorn and dip no. them into the natural sauce. No, first, of all, <laughs> first of all, shit just got way too weird. When I watch a movie, I can tell you the beginning. Then I can tell you what I saw on Instagram that day for about an hour and a half. And then I'll tell you pretty much the end without knowing what happened in the middle. <laughs> okay, that, that reminds me. Did anybody, did you guys see the movie Tenant? No, I'm the only one that hasn't okay, seen it. Yet. First of all, it. I watched it, but I don't think I saw it because I didn't understand yeah. it. Like, yeah. I was watching it with two of my friends, both very intelligent, Marcello and Jono. Yeah. And I was watching it and I was like, the first scene was so confusing that it sort of like threw me off. You know, when you get like punched in the very beginning of a fight, and you're kind of like, <laughs> you know, like, like maintain like, your strength, yeah. but you like, know you're, you don't, you don't, 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 you don't, like motivated, prepared. And then within a second, you're ready to have that first punch. It's <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> That's how the movie started for me. <laughs> like, going in, I'm just like already nervous. And then it's like an hour and a half into the movie, and I'm like, but I don't understand one single scene yet. <laughs> Will I understand the second half? But and sorry, we left the movie. We left the movie. And I was so embarrassed. I'm like, I didn't ask anything. I was like, yes, the movie was good, right? I asked them, and they're both like, super good. And then I'm like, just one question. The last half an hour battle scene. Can you tell me who they were fighting against? <laughs> None of them could answer it. None of them could answer it. No, answer. no, one, no. Marcello came up and he's like, I've seen it three times now. Now I get it. You don't really like it. Like, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but it sounds a bit like the series Dark, the German on Netflix. Yeah, same, same experience. It. I watched the first two seasons and I have never been more confused. Like, so he's the dad and the mom and he gave birth to himself? Or? Major spoiler alert. <laughs> it, was, it was honestly like, it was the same thing. It sounds crazy, but it's the same industry with me at Acting School in New York. One. After the first year, I was like, okay, I think I get it. I think I get it. I'm going to have a good summer and then I'm going to come back stronger. Second year, at the end of my, I don't know how fortune I spent there, I was like, back to zero. I, have, I know nothing. I'm a horrible actor. I don't understand anything. And then the third year, at the end, you're like, Nah, I, I think I get it. Okay, now I get it. So, so I, okay, okay, okay. So I shouldn't get into acting. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, there were better examples. Okay. Okay. I know you guys no, tried to make it better. It. You laughed like a bit it. with me, but there's better examples. Like like little... And then when we can end the podcast, Nadeem and his two brothers, <laughs> <laughs> we will be moving forward to Alior's passions. <laughs> One question or last was answered. It was like such a long time. True. <laughs> but that cinema talk was good. Yeah, was and for good. those of you, I know this one's not filmed, but like Neural tried to say things in between, but like two of us held his mouth shut. <laughs> so I would say, Noriel, you go to your passion. I definitely put thrown off right now. I don't know. <laughs> so many it's, like, it's like that first punch. <laughs> yeah. ah, I'm super into. Um... I mean, I can speak for you. Started, you're always a trendsetter. Also, like now you have your very so much your passions. own. <laughs> so many passions. You are a pioneer. Yeah, because I'm thinking. when you, you were young, you came back home, you had a, sh a bleach blonde hair. Then we were all interested. Then you came home once with a shaved head. Then you came home once randomly and it looked exactly one to one like Usher for no reason. And we're like, is it, is it his voice is changing or his, <laughs> is it his smile? Yeah. Um, but, but now I think, because I think you got past your, what was it, with a big Moroccan cape? <laughs> People started... <laughs> Like like a safari, they started like with <laughs> binoculars spotting you on the streets of Vienna. Yeah, like Ner a wild one. one. <laughs> one of Neural's passion was dressing like a rare exotic, exotic creature. <laughs> like long, we spotted one in the middle of the city in Vienna, <laughs> nomadic style. But I guess at the moment, of my I mean, as always, photography and I'm getting into um, manual photography and street photography and just. Um, I mean, that's been a passion of mine for a long time. But I wouldn't say that's a weird passion. I'd say a weird passion of mine right now. 
is watching videos of um, girls. Careful. The thumbnail will just be you all of us pinning you down, <laughs> Taylor farting in your mouth to help you. <laughs> Notice we didn't say women, but said girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, like that, no, you have to, finish, I have to end the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared for you. Because it could be girls. you like blossoming or your career is over immediately after this next sentence, like, no matter what. It was a good I'm releasing this. There's too, there's, there's too much valuable talk that we had here to not, not release the podcast because of one thing. No, I was like, just, just maybe cut that part. I'm like, the people need the truth. I'm sorry. I, I want to know now. So, 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 so <laughs> watching girls or women um, on curly hair tutorials. Oh. Ooh, so basically, well. I have long curly hair now, and there is not a lot of information out there how to maintain your mane. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a hashtag, right? <laughs> maintain your. Yeah, aren't you starting like a workshop now? So I'm actually yes, I actually found a, a a goddess of curls, uh, Gaia from Tel Aviv, and we are hosting together a curl power unleash the power of your curls workshop. Love it. And um, no, basically, it's it's a struggle. And people with long curly hair will know the struggle. As a matter of fact, they look here and I see a lot of fluff. I see a lot of fro. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of when, 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 is bro, the, bro. when is the workshop? Do you guys have the a The workshop date? is on the 17th and 18th of October. I don't and know if you'll be releasing this before or after that time. But can you, yeah, probably ask her. Um, you book it. You just write me a DM on the Instagram at Nuriel Mojo. And it, um, will be, it's going to be amazing. But basically, so in order to gather all this information... My YouTube feed is literally just, just all that. these girls just t- teaching you how to do your hair. And then I call my wife. I'm like, Audrey, help me. I need you to hold my hair in the back while I apply this. What is your routine? I mean, like, I don't know if you want to really, but what are the certain or, or, or a few weird things so, that you do to your hair? So one of the secrets is flaxseed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, um, it's, 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 it's linenseed, Langsamen in German, and you cook them. And then this like gelatinous paste comes out <laughs> and then you sieve it and then you cool it down. And it's like a natural, moisture sealing gel which is just incredible for curly hair and you apply a lot of that to your wet hair and it just defines your curls and keeps them looking real good and um yeah, yeah, did you are, sleep with it in or? yeah yeah no once you've applied it and it's dried properly in your hair literally your hair looks on fleek for like really? seven days yes. so the neural's the, the best the hair straightening the thing weirdest, that was the best weirdest household neural as well like neural be oh, there yeah. be like audrey his wife and gaia the israeli girl all with neural in the shower with like bathing shorts on like playing with girls, like, mommy, mommy, don't play with your hair like this. You have to, you have to push it up. And Audrey's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm like, weird shit goes on in that house. Weird shit, but you know yeah. what? You come, you come strong on a, on a, what is it, Tuesday yeah. today? And your hair is yeah. looking good. Yes. When you straightened it, it was one of the funnier moments of my life. When yes. I saw it, it was so yes. unexpectedly. Long. What did, who did he look yeah. like again? John, Len- John, John Lennon. John Lennon. John Lennon. John Lennon. No, 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 no. Oh, Fabio. Fabio. <laughs> Fabio. Also, Steve Elke. Sim- similar hair. Yeah. But um, enough about me. Let's move on to Elior's passion yeah. project. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, as you guys know, I have a lot of passions in the past and in the present and will have in the future. Um, I, I would say the thing right now one of one of many passions is uh mtg magic of the gathering it's a nerdy card game um which we actually all started uh, 15 years ago or longer in school and then we stopped and i 
did not expect that there's still uh NTG community. Is there a big um, community? There's still? a huge Absolutely. Magic the Gathering community, and it's basically it's a it's a fantasy game where you're like a wizard and there are dragons and demons and vampires and uh super exciting stuff. Is know? it hard and to get back into it? Because it was actually quite complicated. So I then. think I think it was even like voted as one of the most complex games in the world. And I've tried to teach it to my girlfriend a thousand times. After every one, I've tried to teach it. It always starts the same. Like, you know, I you know, I start, say the first couple of rules, they're like, oh, this sounds good. By the fifteenth rule, I see them completely zoned out. Yeah, we are victims. Staring of this. No, no, I've into we've outzoned you. This. This, yeah. I have such a funny story about this. I have <laughs> such a, two, oh, magic, two right? funny stories about this. A I had a meeting, so with the Wirtschaftsunis, uh, uh, University in Vienna, yeah, like, yeah, we were doing a project with them, like about like the production and like food service and how we can position ourselves. And the main girl leading this project is like, oh, I met your brother like uh, two days ago. And I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, yeah, we played Magic the Gathering. I'm like, no. <laughs> She's That's like, you, you forgot this at the session. Can you give this back to me? Gives it like a Pardon. full-on sword. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was one. Hair extensions and a sword <laughs> and pointy ears. And the, and the second thing was, I like walk into the restaurant Nenny in Vienna. And I'm just like, Ellie, like I'm like fully into my emails. I have like work calls. I'm sort of like kind of like getting us through the crisis. Like production managers calling me, and Elliot's on the phone with either another one of his nerd friends or <laughs> I think maybe Philip Fire. I'm not sure. But he's basically explaining We're to him. Outing a, a, We're outing people here. We're outing people here. He's explaining to him like some mystical creature from it magic. Was he for was talking to, yeah. Half an hour. No. I, was, I was literally to the point where I was like, I need to leave this room because I need to rethink my priorities in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> Elon's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I cannot stop picturing myself with a half horse body and a <laughs> <laughs> like centaur. <laughs> but magic well, is an amazing thing. In any case, um, I want to grow the community. So for everyone who's listening out there, <laughs> right? Go to your local magic store. You get a free deck if it's if you're a starter. Is this still Magic Hütter here? Or yeah, it's Magic Corner magic and Spielraum are the two I can recommend. Um, you need a year to learn the game, but then you know what? It's a lot of fun. This is also something that like it's it's um what I always appreciated about Elliot. I mean, all of us. I think if we have for something we're interested in, we we go 150 percent. But with, with, with magic as well, I think that it's such a scary thing, actually, to jump back into it when everyone is like a pro. But you, for you, you when you go, you go all the way. And everything from all skateboarding to, yeah. to, to magic to, to whatever you're cooking now, poker. you know, poker, um, which, which, which totally covered another episode, by the way. Like, at some point, you were, <laughs> I feel like you were in Las Vegas with ESPN filming. If you, if you would have to say, like, how each of us brothers is. Yeah. Like, one is, like, that's a hundred things at a time. What is it? Super focused. Yeah. How would you describe all of that? I would say that Elon, you are, um, I don't want to say work-wise, away from work, you're a terrible multitasker. Like you can't be on your phone and then listen to me at the same time. You can't. But therefore, when you do something, it's with so much focus. You know, it's like yeah. super, super, super focused. Um, and you, I separate a little bit like your, your, um, your, I mean, I think that's anyway a normal thing, but like when you're like in hardcore work mode, and when you have like a weekend where you and I connect on like a different level where we're going out or meeting friends, like that's like the another side of Elon that I think is, is, um, 
It's is, playful. It's joyful. It's playful. It's joyful. <laughs> you know, it's 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 fun. It's out there. You, you, know? you can fiddle with it a little. Yeah, play around with it a little bit. It's, it's, it's experiment, 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 Um, and always up for an adventure. Um, with Elior, I think that the passions are. It's like beyond the pat because some people see passion as like hobbies. Oh, I love tennis. I'll play it as a hobby. When Elior touches something he's passionate about, like like I just mentioned with poker, like he gets so dangerously good at it, it it confuses people. I'm like, wait, I'm, let me just get this straight. Are you actually on TV? You're a professional. <laughs> <laughs> like literally. And 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 by the way, we're gonna because we're four brothers. I'm gonna cut snippets out of this and. Post them strategically on Instagram so that with that magic at the moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to post that just to get all the magic fans in there. But that's how I see Elliot. I see Elliot with someone that has maybe not 10 passions at the same time. But when he has a passion, he just goes all the way and he becomes a full-on professional at the at his, at I go yeah. all in. All in. Wow, poker reference. You'd be proud. I made a 10 euro the other day playing poker. I dare you. I dare you to just skip the <laughs> Wait, no, let me just take my hand away from your mouth. Okay, you can breathe again. Um, <laughs> no, um, Nuriel, how I see Nuriel is, is an absolute, like a science experiment. Like, Nuriel is not afraid to try so many new things and without thinking of, like, I need to go so deep, so far into it until I become an expert, but rather I'm going to try so many things and the things that stick around, the things that I really that are fun for me in my life, I'm going to get really good at. And, and Nuriel is someone that has multiple passions at the same time. Now, you know, it's hat making, it's photography, it's, it's design, it's the hair stuff now, you know? Um, and I, I think that I see you as a jack of all trades, you know, you're like good at, mm-hmm. at, at many things. Le Jacques, you know, what's great is that like, you're not great at everything, but you're like, you're, you're, you're all yeah. right with many things. You can dabble. You're like a satisfactory dude. Yeah, you know, he hit that, hit that medium. Average right? Joe. <laughs> I don't know why we chose you today to bully, but it's always someone else. <laughs> like, no reason, really. <laughs> You're a very successful, very confident person. <laughs> They're all trying to say something now, and he's just like, like a... Yeah. <laughs> like a... <laughs> one word. Like a... <laughs> I'm like, it's like a C uh, something, but then I forgot what the school grading system was. It's I was going to go somewhere with that, but then it failed. And I was... Anyway, I do actually have to go. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. Before I end it, um, for me, um, for me, it's weird because my passion has kind of always been the same thing. And I think the reason why it's still the same thing is because I feel like I haven't succeeded yet in that thing, which is acting, filmmaking, comedy... Um, but it, this is like very much not a momentary passion, but like a lifelong goal that takes, I think, yeah, a lot of sacrifice and a lot of, I think if, if I can, if I would speak for myself, I would say that maybe I don't have, pa- maybe I'm not passionate about a lot of different things, but like the one thing that I do believe so strongly in, in, in my work and in my career is that I, it's like the nonstop chase, you know, would you say your passion is patient? I would say I, I'm actually a super impatient, but I'm learning to be more patient because it's not going to get me anywhere because there's a fine line between being proactive and then using impatience and, and, and molding that into what seems like desperation. And that often, you know, really yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So to slowly wrap it up, and we spoke nothing about our wonderful parents. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll cover it in part two. two. Yeah, episode or, or, two. yeah, you do one with uh, Hayan Abulin. I will anyway. I will anyway. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, his is going to be amazing because I'm going to act. Um, I'm going to tell him to not um, say a single word. We're going to mind this. You know, this on one's podcast. universal. So just be the mind you always truly were. And just Perfect. Sh-
Um, no. Um, <laughs> so I think one, I like to end every episode with saying really quickly, like speed round three positive things um, about the other person. And we can all say something about each other, but I think to make it faster, I'll just say something about all three of you, what I appreciate. I will start with Elon to my left. Elon, three things I deeply appreciate about you is number one, I appreciate your, what fascinates me every time is your focus and your, your drive for work. And you really make it seem so important to you without seeming, without coming across as like, you take yourself too seriously. You know, I think you take the work very seriously, but like you, like we heard in the last uh, 45 minutes that you're able to welcome mistakes and have fun with it and, and be a little loose. And I think that's something that I, I always learned from you that, that like what, it, what dedication means, you know, number two, um, you are, you found yourself in a position within the company that has come with a lot of pressure. And what's so nice is that over the years as an outsider of the company, more or less, I see you, um, really you have grown enormously and i love that you also in meetings i overhear you sometimes you mention certain things that you used to do differently and now how you would like to approach it with a new outlook a more positive outlook so you're constantly learning from yourself and applying that into your work education and thirdly um i love how you um i love how you <laughs> we spoke about this before how you can really, how you're able to then at when the moments are the right moments to let all that go, to leave it at home, um, all their, your, your deadlines and pressures and this, and you make a choice, an active choice to say, I am here at dinner now. I'm going to have fun this weekend. I'm going to explore a new city. I'm going to go out with friends. And um, so I say you're not great at multitasking with personal and work when it's a work hour. But that being said, when you give attention to your friends, it's all the way. So I really appreciate that. Namaste. Mm -hmm. Um, Elior, I think I'm going to just continue the, the topic of passions. I've never, I, I think you're, why I love talking to you about my work and my stand-up comedy and all that stuff is because you truly understand what it means to give so much time and energy and focus into the things that are important to you. And so often from an outside perspective, people might think like, but you're losing focus on, on this aspect of things, or you're not, um, you're replacing this passion with like what you're currently working on. But what you do is really you're able to take something that's important to you and prioritize it for yourself. And that's something that I learned, because if you don't do that, no matter what you do in your day to day life, like you're not going to be the happiest version of yourself because you're not allowing yourself to spend the time it takes to be with yourself and your new passion and your your new focus. And and um, and that's something that I really, really admire about you. Um, secondly, I always admired how you were able to appreciate a group dynamic and, and sort of like a social life, but you never apologized for being the person that you are. And we all, we only touched on certain passions, but we had hilarious, we'll go on to the next episode from soap shoes to skateboarding to all the things that we used to do, but you never apologized for it. I'm a person that always has to justify something. I'm, I'm learning how to deal with my own guilt for some reason. And you never let that stand in the way. You never let that stand in the way. And not from a negative point of view, but really from like, I, if something's important to me, I'm going to put the energy and focus into that because that'll just make me happier in the day-to-day -day world. So that's the second thing. And you're patient. You are, um, at least with me, I can only say we have a special relationship as youngest brother. Um, even though over the years, we have maybe the least contact. When you talk to me, when you hear me out, and when we have our evenings together, you literally give me 
all of your focus and energy and 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 that's almost like it fuels me up for the next two months after that you know so it's not distracted yeah um and um we're out of time but nuriel if you could just i'll email you the three no, <laughs> nuriel i absolutely appreciate your hilarious sense of humor which is not only are you randomly it's funny and hilarious and sometimes before a stand-up show which i need to do more i'll call you and you'll give me like feedback to how to make a show funnier it comes so naturally to you but not only are you funny, what I love, and I think everyone um, heard this in, in the last hour, how you can take things with humor. You know what I mean? Like you don't take yourself so seriously where you can really laugh about things. And at the same time, you know where to draw the line when you say, okay, now it's focus hour. Now I need to actually, um, you know. I need to breathe. The farts I, in the mouth are too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I genuinely like wearing this dress and this cape and that's okay. But that's what I love about you. No matter how much like we laugh and we laugh with you and you have so much humor with everything. Um, it's, it's great to see how there are moments where you just pull everything off with 100% confidence. That's just like you, you, you how do you say, you, you're, the energy you give is so confident. And, and ultimately, you actually don't, as much as you care about people, it, their opinions don't matter so much to you when they come, especially when they come negatively. You have so much confidence that you just do whatever you need to, whatever you want to do, you know? Um, the second thing is third, that, was oh, that third? Did that blend into two? Yeah. Um, the third thing is that you are probably the most all in all Zen person I know. Um, and although, albeit, good word, you are sometimes afraid of conflict. You don't love a friction, um, but that go comes with so much positivity and you are so harmonious. And I learn from you every day because when I look at you and, and when I talk to you, you you really have this like complete inner stillness and you do everything with focus but with ease you know and and i don't know when i think of you i just like oh, i like to breathe because it really sometimes i overstress about things that are so unstressful and you really um you just are so positive so i always you're you're, you're an absolute sunshine um and you took it like a champ today thank you took it like a goddamn yes, champ did. yes you did all right, guys, that's a full hour. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back with more soon. Thank you. Thanks so much. Jokes aside. That was another episode of Jokes Aside. Ha, 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 ha.